Welcome to Recently Logged, where this week, friendship has evolved. Welcome. Hello. We've made a return. We've made we've made a return made yet a re- again. Made a return to horror movies for some reason, even though it's not <laughs> October. Right? I was about to say we did I guess we did Alien last week and now we're doing yeah. Megan this week. It's all it's, it's all over. <laughs> it's a dangerous trend. <laughs> oh my. We're just waiting until next week we do Scream Four. <laughs> Dude. Scream Four. What a what a picture. But yeah, hello. Uh, I'm hi. Robbie. And I'm Micah. And we're both kind of sick. But yeah. We also happen to do a weekly podcast called Recently Logged, where we talk about movies. And that's what we're doing today. We're talking about we're talk, the movies. We're talking about the movies. Uh, specifically, a recent movie. A recent movie. That's can you, crazy. You can even believe it. Uh, I think I already spoiled what it was in the, in the yeah, you already little said opening. Megan, but so yeah, we're, we're talking about Megan. talking about Megan. <laughs> it's a movie. It's an interesting movie. It, yeah, there's a lot to talk about. So um, let's go ahead and tell the people what they need to know about Megan. Let's. So, Megan is a 2022 picture, un- unfortunately for my 2023 ranked, because, like, <laughs> I was going to add this, because this wasn't out until theaters here until, like, January. Yeah. Um, so, I was like, oh, it's a 2023, but no, it's not. It's a 2022 movie. 2022 film. Uh, it's rated PG-13. It is an hour and 42 minutes. Uh, its little IMDb description is, A robotics engineer at a toy company builds a lifelike doll that begins to take on a life of its own. It's a little, wow. re- it's a little repetitive. <laughs> should get a better writer. <laughs> uh, its cast features Allison Williams, Violet McGraw, uh, Ronnie Cheng, Army Donald, Jenna Davis, and and a lot like a lot of people. There's there's more people in this. Well, there you go. Wow, who'd have, who'd have thought that a movie would have more people in it? <laughs> Directed by uh, Gerard Johnstone. Yes. And written by Akella Cooper and James Wan. Yeah. The the team from Malignant. I was about to say recall. the writing team that brought you Malignant, which I mean, we also did an episode on. I was about to say James Wan himself has done a lot more, but the two of them <laughs> together specifically worked on Malignant. Yes. And now Megan. Now Megan, and uh, supposedly soon Megan 2.0. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's everything you need to like need to know about Megan. I, I suppose you could research it a bit more if you if you really <laughs> wanted to. Uh, but for now, we're going to go ahead and ta- tell you. Ta- tell you? <laughs> tell you. I was going to say talk, but tell you uh, what we thought of the movie. <laughs> So, Ravi. Yes. My my lovely co-host. 
and brother. I don't know about lovely. And, uh, movie watching <laughs> companion often. I, that is true. Um, we do watch a lot of movies. <laughs> what do you think <laughs> of the hit 2022 movie? And I do say hit because it, you know, it's actually, it's been a pretty big hit. Yeah. Uh, Megan. Yeah, I was about to say, it's a surprising box office hit. I guess we didn't really talk much about that in the basic facts, but it, it's doing quite well. Yeah, it was I doing mean, quite well. I mean, it's done It's done well enough yeah. that it already has, like, a, like they has greenlit a sequel. a sequel, which I feel like this was already written to have a sequel, clearly. Yeah, um, probably. So I'm sure they were already, like, planning on it, but the fact that they're already like, yeah, we can do this, because it's got a really good reception. I mean, after, after that, like... Um, TikTok ad campaign kind of took off. It, it was kind of inevitable that it would have a pretty good dude, box office. Dude, the the, the advertisement <laughs> campaign for this rocked. It was pretty cool. I, I can't argue with that. <laughs> but yeah, Megan, it's it's from the same writers who did Malignant, so I was obviously very excited for it. If you go back and listen to our Malignant episode, I'm a very big fan of that movie. <laughs> um, and my, my love for it has only grown since then. So, But yeah, the writers from of Malignant wrote Megan, and it's a lot of fun, just like Malignant. Who would have wow. thought? It's, that's so crazy. Um, obviously not an R-rated movie. I know that's kind of a hang-up for a lot of people, but I really enjoyed it in spite of its ungrizzliness a lot of the time. <laughs> um, I think it's commentary on people's current relationship with technology is very timely and uh pretty good if not a little blunt <laughs> but i i think it's a lot of fun i think it's a good a good picture with some fun effects and some good performances fun sequences i i like it it's a good time well, there you go he likes it and it's a good time what about you micah what do you think of megan what do, what do i think of megan i think megan is a very interesting movie i think it brings a lot of really fun and unique things to horror that we haven't seen in like a new horror movie in a while especially a lot of like bringing your villains some good like iconography <laughs> giving them some right. good staying power making them just like fun to watch i feel like we haven't had a really good like fun to watch original villain in a while <laughs> i was about to say there, there has been to my memory very few modern horror movies that have like a wholly original villain or monster or whatever that feels like well a thing like a, a thing outside of the movie just well, there iconic are, i was about to say there are a good. lot of like there are a lot of like monsters and stuff that are original obviously but yeah. usually either and stuff like that they're like killed in the first movie yeah. or it doesn't it's not really a movie made to continue on like even smile has like a cool monster <laughs> but that's not it's he's not coming back smile he's not made to be like i'm saying like this is it's, yeah it's good to have something kind of like like a Jason or a Freddy or yeah. as silly as it is sounding to compare <laughs> Megan to that. Uh, like that's the kind of thing she falls into. Yeah, you're and right. Yeah. And that's fun. Um, the movie is kind of, it's, it's not perfect. It's got some pacing no, problems perfect. and it's not always the most like fun or engaging, but it is really goofy and enjoyable for the most part. And I love when Megan is allowed to just like do Megan things. <laughs> right. I was about to say any, any like solo Megan scenes are so funny <laughs> and good and I like them a lot. <laughs> so yeah, I laugh a lot. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot, and it's and it's pretty good. I gave it a three and a half. Yeah, I ended up giving it a, a four out of five uh, on both viewings. Yeah. We we watched the theatrical cut on Peacock first. Yes. We, both of our viewings were at home, sadly. <laughs> um, but then last night we watched the unrated cut, which is also on Peacock. Yeah, which at the moment. which the story with that um, is that a, apparently like they had finished the movie, pretty much the unrated cut. Yeah, and realized that 
Like the producers realized that this was like two inches away from being PG thirteen, really, and really they could is. probably sell more with that. So they just did that because literally, it's pro- they probably have like ten uses of the f word and a little bit of blood. Yeah, so like easily edited. You, you could just chop it down to a PG thirteen, <laughs> and chop they did. And chop they did, and I don't think it really takes away no. that much. I don't think the unrated cut's like that much better, but I do prefer the unrated cut actually. Yeah, it was a bit more fun. I was about to say I don't think it's like a huge leap in quality or anything, but like honestly, the unrated cut just has a little bit more fun with some of its more violent sequences. Yeah, um, you get some like a, a bit better rhythm in a lot of those actually. Um, with the unrated cut, which I mean, that's how they were originally staged and shot. Yeah, so it makes sense. Because even even for example, like the uh, the whole ear thing, yeah, it's you, like just weirdly edited yeah, in the PG thirteen. It's kind of choppy in the PG thirteen um, cut. But because they can actually show it in the R rated cut, though, the one thing that is actually taken down from the fact that this was not the final cut uh-huh. is you can notice that this was not the uh, like the final cut that they put money into. Like again, like with the ear shot, and even with like the face getting. <laughs> with the sprayer a lot of the a lot of the gore gore that's not just blood definitely looks like it was not given the full budget to be a good effect i mean it looks good Uh, it looks looks fine i think all of i think all of those uh gore effects look like they're practical and like Mm, it doesn't look like they touched them up really the blood and everything well that's definitely like the ear looked like outside of the actual pulling i was about to say ripping off of the ear was digital oh interesting or at least it looked digital to me and the blood was yeah i think the blood which, was. which again take like malignant it's writing that fine line because like all the blood almost looks digital even though they I used think, a lot of practical blood i was about to say a lot of the blood splatter in malignant is digital but there's there's a couple i, I watched a whole behind the scenes thing for it and I, there was a shocking amount of like just like very little actual practical blood but it, it that movie does look good yeah but yeah, it was just interesting. Like I said, I would, I would, I would, if you're like, okay with it, it's really not that bad content wise, but if you're okay with it, uh, I would definitely suggest the unrated cut of Malignant, or not Malignant, uh, Megan. Megan. Yeah, I was about to say, if you are a horror film aficionado, go watch the unrated cut instead of the PG-13 one. You'll probably have a bit more fun with it. Well, then again, nobody has Peacock Plus, so what are we even talking about? <laughs> Peacock Premium, or Micah. Peacock Premium. Ooh. What are we even talking Nobody's going to be able to watch that. I will say, Peacock's kind of stepping up their game. They I, got Tar, They Rebbe. got Tar now. I, you can't deny a streaming service that has Tar, in my mind. Ruby, or, or is it perfect poetry for Lydia Tar to end up on Peacock? Darn it. This is the final insult. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, Megan, it's a fun movie. <laughs> yeah, Megan. They're talking, it just, we just start talking about Tar for the next so, hour. So what do you think about Lydia Tar? <laughs> you think Lydia Tar's actions are justified? <laughs> uh, so do you have any questions to kick us off into our discussion of Megan? Uh, sure I do, Micah. Sure he does. Uh, what do you think? What do I think? Of Megan's take on, like, electronic horror, because that's a very much an emerging genre in the current years. Like, I think I would say some, like, 2017 onward is probably the rise of it. Um, But with stuff like Black Mirror and um, I think maybe the new Twilight Zone covers it a little, too, but... There's very much a trend in horror movies now to have, like, AI horror, which obviously AI kind of, like, centered horror movies have been around for a little while now. 
but this is it's kind of more tangible now. <laughs> we just talked about uh, with, Alien Revy. <laughs> I was about to say, with emerging technologies, it seems a bit more um, topical yeah. and immediate. Well, no, it's just, it's it's a thing that's been brought back into a lot more light in mm, a different yeah. kind of perspective than it, what it used to be. Yeah. It used to be like, wow, that's a scary concept. I'm what sure that'll concept. never happen. <laughs> I was about to say, watching 2001 in the 60s, you're like, that's a scary concept. I, want, I hope that doesn't happen. And now, and now, like, we look into the eyes of Megan <laughs> while staring at two HomePods sitting in the room, and, Listen. you know, it's a little bit more tangible. But anyway, uh, I actually think it's very it's got a very interesting pretty simple I'll like I'll be I'll be a simple but interesting topic conversation for technology and yeah. like the cuz you know you could argue that the entire thing is more or less about like kids using like like kid, kids being raised on technology yeah no i would say that's the main like theme of the movie is like parenthood in the age of technology and with that i don't think it's like swinging for the fences with anything <laughs> it's not really saying like crazy things it's just like oh maybe that's not great <laughs> i will say maybe maybe we should be a maybe, little cautious about this yeah. maybe that will emotionally stunt your child maybe they will not have a good relationship like like it, it's very like surface level but it it doesn't need to be anything more it's not yeah. trying to be this grand like manifesto <laughs> manifesto with a big message in it yeah uh, and i think using that as kind of a jumping off point to allow megan to just be like a goofy fun villain is, yeah. is kind of the perfect use for that no it is because i think it balances it really well i was about to say because you also have that background of megan being a kid's toy allowing her to have like more fun and goofy things like her musical numbers <laughs> and like oh her gosh. dance kill and Dude. like she's got like a lot of really fun things and influence by like you know its topic you know yeah. a lot of kids media yeah no i i really appreciate how like intentional megan is in how it uses a lot of its thematic stuff and like general internet aesthetics and everything i think it's really cool <laughs> it's one of my favorite things about it honestly <laughs> yeah and i mean again it's not it's not super in-depth complex or like trying to do too much and i think that's a good thing yeah, I was about to say, I think it's just general acknowledgement of how damaging, like, raising children on technology can be. Is I think it's affirming and scary enough to just carry the movie without going too far in depth in it. Yeah, and I was about to say, and it was interesting because I didn't really pay that close of attention to it the first watch, but you pointed it out in the second watch yeah. that it also kind of has, like, some sub-theming going on about, like, technology as a tool of parenting isn't a bad exactly. thing. Exactly, yeah, I was about but... to say with, um, what's his name, Bruce? Bruce, um, yeah. At the end, I was like, well, I wonder why Bruce is here, and then I'm like, oh, he's literally like a, a good example of megan like i was about to say he megan is he is like good, he yeah. is like megan but completely controlled <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> no it's it's funny i think i don't remember who it was it might have been one of the um producers um but i was reading through the wikipedia page for this earlier and they were saying how this film kind of mocks people who see ai conversation as like a real <laughs> a real conversation like chatbots and stuff yeah and i was like i could i could see that for sure but i i think it leans far more heavily into like just general kids like entertainment and education and yeah. stuff it's quite good i don't know well I, see, it's something that i care about so yeah, i was about to say and like a lot of a lot of stuff has like 
Like, yeah, you could go for that, but I don't know. It really comes off like like you joked about throughout <laughs> watching. Like, oh no, she's arguing with the YouTube algorithm. I think that's so funny. Like, because like, there's so much malicious stuff coming at yeah. kids on a technological sphere, and so many people don't even like know. <laughs> no, it was funny because I was watching through it, and I was like, well. They keep emphasizing, like, the kind of algorithmic, algorithmic, thank you, I cannot pronounce that, (laughs) algorithmic, uh, like, AI learning tendencies of Megan, like, they they mention it, like, a bunch of times, and I'm like, I wonder if there's, like, something similar to that, I'm like, oh, it's like the YouTube algorithm, (laughs) don't, don't let your kids on YouTube, guys, (laughs) is what I'm saying, (laughs) Uh, but yeah, no, it's... I think it's an interesting parallel that you can draw because Megan does function like as an educational tool a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, again, I, I don't know. I just really like the way they write Megan again. Like, and, and, there, and I think it's actually got some smart writing throughout. Cause again, that theme kind of pops up even yeah. in small little things. Again, it's nothing like mind blowing, <laughs> but even like, you know, like in the beginning of the film, Katie draws a picture for, yeah. um, for Gemma. And it's like, it's not like the greatest picture, <laughs> but like, again, no kid draws the greatest picture. Yeah, I was about and to it say, was, you, don't, you don't really get like child prodigy artists I was about to say, very it's, often. It's fun and like, you know, it's a good expression yeah, and, and everything say. like that. And yeah. then Megan comes in and like the first introduction of what Megan can do is she like in two seconds like heartlessly draws this Picasso painting. <laughs> so I was like, uh, like, yeah, like why, why it comes into that kind of thing where I've even seen some kids like the kids just don't draw that much anymore. Yeah, you know they get they got tablets, so why draw? <laughs> Man, <laughs> I was about to say th- this movie. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just old and, and grumpy. Oh, but <laughs> the darn kids these days! And their tablets. But I I don't know. I read this movie very much as like a kind of cautionary tale about letting your child <laughs> grow up on a on a tablet. <laughs> and the more I I know, it's just like. It could be just confirmation bias watching through it a second time, but I was like, I don't see how you could really take this as much else. I mean, you, again, you could you just could. you could just take it as just AI in general. Yeah, just like AI bad, but I I think it has a lot to do specifically with like child technology and everything. Yeah, since it emphasizes was, it so much. I was about to say, even the malicious way that children are often like marketed to, <laughs> because again, the the reason. Uh, like children marketing is such a regulated sphere yeah. is because of the way kids are marketed yeah. to. Like it's it's brutal, especially on stuff like YouTube and stuff like that. They're marketed, like kids are marketed to with really malicious intent. And I think it's interesting too that you have quite a bit of like marketing stuff. Yeah, going I was about to say the, the film. The film literally opens with an ad for <laughs> Perpetual Pets, which like they a... did such a good job of making <laughs> the ad seem like something you'd see on like Disney Channel. Oh my gosh, I I totally forgot how like just absolutely blatantly terrible the Disney Channel ads were until I like turned on Disney Channel a couple of years ago. I'm like, oh my goodness, did I used to watch this? I still I still have this one They're in my crazy, head. I still man. have this one in my head that I don't. <laughs> we watched i think this was when we were at our grandma's house yeah uh, when we were cleaning out the house because <laughs> i remember this ad and all i remember is going is the guy going dip and dip dip and dip and dip and dip oh my gosh it was the i don't even remember what kind of toy it was it was something that you was could it a dip candy? It might have been i don't candy. know but he went dip and dip dip and dip and dip and dip i swear <laughs> and that was the end of the ad and i was like what the heck and that that line delivery has stuck in my head for forever amazing 
But yeah, <laughs> perpetual. What do you think? Okay, what do you think of the perpetual pets uh, snowplow opening, Mike? <laughs> of the opening in general. I mean, yeah. I think it's fine. I think the perpetual pets are more me- meant to be just funny, which yeah. they are. <laughs> they, I don't they're think kind they have a joke. I don't yeah. think they have any deeper thematic, like other than being like, "Wow, kids' toys now like suck." <laughs> I was about to say, kids' toys kind of suck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is this is a little embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. The, like I said, I feel so old when I talk about Megan, just because it's about, like, kids stuff being kids these bad. days. Yeah, like, kids' toys and, like, just general Well, you know, Ruby, we, we, we grew up pretty much in the last generation before growing up, like, young on technology. Yeah, that's very true. We had, a, we had like, a little family computer growing up that could run like little cd games and even though we were re- we weren't really like allowed on it much like yeah. growing up growing up you know which i'm 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 very glad for i think that's probably for the best <laughs> but yeah i always feel so old whenever i start talking about megan just because i'm like ah the kids the kids <laughs> the stuff. kids these days uh, it's seems terrible like nowadays all you see it seems today that all you see <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, um, I, I just thought it was a fun opening for the movie. And I, I honestly think that the like snowplow thing is a good tone setter for the movie. Because I don't know, there's, I, I think this movie does a pretty good job of balancing. It's kind of more uh, like, I, I guess not horrifying, that sounds too extreme, but horrifying and comedic elements. Uh, creepy. I would well. say yeah, creepy, creepy or unsettling elements. is a, probably a better word for it, but... I, I admire how well it balances its tone. And it, it felt a bit goofier on the second watch. Yeah, which um, I, th- I think is a good thing for yeah. this movie. I think it needs to be goofy. It needs to be fun. Because I don't think, quite yeah. frankly, a lot of the emotional stuff and the character work between Jimma and Katie work for me, like, all the time. It worked better on a second watch. I was like, oh, this is actually, See, like, kind of cool. I, I was know. about to say, for me, it worked worse on a second watch. <laughs> and it didn't, like, it's not like I was like, oh, I gotta drop this to a three or something. Uh, I rated it a three and a half both times. Yeah. I was just more like i was less engaged in any of like the personal conflict because at the end of the day it really feels like it doesn't matter as much to the movie in my opinion like it doesn't really matter really where the katie and Gemma relationship end up when the finale is more focused on just megan in general i guess so i could see what you're saying but i i think it's a good and important like thing for the movie to do well like take like take that final climax scene when they have the whole and it it actually really bothered me this time around that it's in there it just seems weird and off uh but when megan is like oh we can do it together like we can (laughs) we can paralyze her together that was still like the craziest and you have the readout of her emotions and like Uh the trust trust jumps up yeah right as she's walking forward i'm like that's so stupid (laughs) like obviously that trust is for Gemma, not for her exactly but i feel like i feel like it's kind of ridiculous to presume (laughs) even even though again that it has made katie more like stunted and violent um it like i think it's kind of stupid to presume that like she would help Megan with that and be anything but horrified at what <laughs> Megan is doing. Like it's, it seems like a silly point of conflict. Cause that's odd, like, cause like at first Jim was like, no, Katie, no. Like she was about to actually come forward and paralyze her, her aunt with a pen. Like Dude, there's, um, yeah, I think that's honestly like the dumbest beat in, in this whole movie. And yeah, it's a pretty like far fetched kind of, weird movie to begin with and i think that's like the dumbest plot point because yeah it doesn't make much like emotional sense or really all that much thematic sense for katie to be like oh well maybe i was about to say because yeah katie has like loved 
Megan, but at the same time, like, she's not completely inhuman now. <laughs> I was about to say, th- just because you love something doesn't mean that you're, like, willing to act violently in, in like, favor of it, you know? Well, like, violently. Necessarily. I was about to say, like, that. Because, like, yeah. when she was upset and everything, she, like, grabbed the scissors and slapped Gemma. But I don't think that's very, like... It's I don't think you can conflate yeah. that to her being willing to paralyze her aunt. <laughs> right, yeah. But yeah, no, that is a weird beat. And that's honestly one of the only like there, there's a couple things like that in this movie where well, I'm like that was kind of weird. Well, right? again, and it usually ties into just the Katie and Jimmer relationship yeah. stuff because I feel like it's just not written as well as it could be, and it doesn't take away a lot from the film because it's got a lot of other things going on. Yeah. Um, but again, no, that's, I get what you're that's more or less what I think is the weakest part of the film. Yeah, no, I think the Gemma Katie stuff, while good, I think it's... Yeah, no, there's still some fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think it's I, good. I love the first therapist scene, too. Dude. <laughs> That she, scene is kind of funny. She goes up, t- she like, they're like, you can play with something, and there's a bunch of stuff out of box, like that they could have, that she could have gone for, but she goes for the in package, like Japanese packaged giant bakugan, and like she stabs that box open. Dude. She does not carefully. She she like rips the box open, and then they and then they start rolling it, and it is really funny. I was trying to think of like some sort of significance like why they would put vintage toys in there but i honestly couldn't come up with i mean anything. i don't i don't think there's much significance for that i think that was more just just a she works thing. she works at a toy company yeah. why wouldn't she collect toys that is true yeah and then it kind of makes for an interesting conflict for like the whole katie's living here now that's true to yeah. have toys that are like oh you can't play with <laughs> can't those play with those that. aren't those aren't toys <laughs> but you could also say that it ties into somewhat of the idea of like what is and isn't a toy yeah i was about to say it, it they draw a specific like that's not how you use that toy kind of thing um which again like the movie is kind of about misuse of technology so i i guess it makes sense i don't know <laughs> i was just i was trying to read into it a little more but yeah <laughs> i mean I, again i don't think this movie is like the most in-depth i think it's no. a i think it's a relatively smart screenplay most of the time exactly yeah but sometimes it can it can it can be a little stupid <laughs> yeah um but yeah uh okay i'll ask micah do you have um like a favorite uh, like Megan moment in this, like Actually, any any I of do. like the, feel so silly the solo this. scenes. I do. Yeah. I have a favorite Megan moment, <laughs> and and I think it's mainly just like the song that that really ties Wait, it like together. The demonstration, the tech demonstration song. Like well, well like when. Uh, like from when David is like, oh, we're, we're trying to do the tech rehearsal and we don't have oh, to, oh. to the kill in the hallway. I love that. <laughs> I love that kill. And the music, like it feels like just Walk the song. Walk by Night comes on. I was going to say, Walk by Night. That's such like a good horror movie song. I love that. And like a campy, like, like again, like a Jason. That Freddy is a great kinda. needle drop though. I was about to say, it really, it, feel, it feels like classic. It feels like they're cementing her into the horror landscape as she does this goofy fun dance and like kills him in a really fun way i know so many people mocked like people's love of that uh like moment because it was it was all over the trailers and marketing for yeah this movie. i mean it looks so stupid in the trailer, and it is stupid but it's so fun to me i was about to say i honestly think that people who don't like that 
like in concept need to go watch the movie well because it, it works really well in like just the general logic and momentum of the movie yeah i, I mean like even then though i could see how this this movie could easily be not your thing yeah if no, you don't get be. into that it's still like <laughs> like if you don't get into the movie on a conceptual level from like when you watch the movie you're not gonna you're not gonna like the hallway yeah, you're scene because like, like, like you're not enjoying scene. megan as a character i was about to say i i just love anytime megan is on screen like the effects for her and just the way she's written and everything it's so Dude, her, her musical numbers and like singing again <laughs> like she sings like titanium as a lullaby she sings like three separate songs in this movie it, yeah right it's so funny <laughs> and the fact that she's like about to get ripped apart by uh katie and she's like you gotta axe oh <laughs> like that's gonna actually help them. like again i think it's kind of goofy how much <laughs> she feels like she's grabbing like like just how much she feels like she's grabbing all of her knowledge from the internet yeah no i i like i said i think megan's like a really surprisingly well-written uh like villain for this movie i don't know why it's it's great and hey for all you people in in the letterboxd top reviews since i saw so many top reviews saying this in the unrated cut megan does say the f word it's so true i i guess you can be appeased now i don't know i don't know why so many people want like a tiny robot girl saying the f word but you know there it is yeah, if you wanted to be unrated go uh, go i guess you're gonna have to get a peacock premium <laughs> subscription so it's, it's a loss it's a it's a total wash like you have to get a peacock premium <laughs> subscription uh, uh, it's interesting though not not about that but i feel like this is <laughs> this is gonna get a, i feel like this is gonna get a physical release right yeah and it's kind of sad and and some extent that this gets a physical release but like no other horror movie that's released lately has yeah because barbarian barbarian one, doesn't right? have one yeah. um <laughs> even something as far back gosh there was a movie that just came out like a like a while ago that was a popular smile doesn't have one really i don't think so oh man well maybe it did dang what I was is about it to say. there's some there was another horror movie that was a big like there's a lot of horror movies the fa- right i was about to say the fact out, that we're questioning whether or not smile had a physical that came out recently and just had no physical release which is crazy and i mean i'm happy that this is getting a physical release um i but, mean yeah it's it's a fun movie it's, it is a shame though i mean streaming services in general this has been a a problem for i think we've oh, actually oh, complained pray, about it prey didn't get a physical pray, release yeah that's right um because it's a hulu barbarian film. didn't get a physical release yes um and there was one other there was one like sequel or something like i think maybe i think honestly i think scream did scream get a physical no, it, it did never mind yeah it did there was something some sequel i saw pe- some people talking about it just a little bit Man. ago that there was some crazy. sequel that didn't get like a physical release even yeah which is crazy um but yeah, it's just interesting that this of all movies is like I feel guaranteed to get a physical release. Yeah, I was Blumhouse. It so. is Blumhouse. Yeah, I I would probably I I didn't give my favorite Megan moment, Micah. So I'm yeah, what's probably your favorite gonna Megan? say maybe the like second lab sequence that one's really fun um when she starts like going crazy on the <laughs> on the technicians and everything i'm like that's cool um but the hallway scene obviously is like a really great sequence too that's a lot of fun um i'm not as big on the uh like forest 
scene that's honestly one of my least favorite sections of the movie. I think the ear thing is fun. No, the ear thing is cool, but like I don't know that that's the when I'm least engaged. Honestly, is during like all of the alternative learning uh like yeah thing like i think it's cool and i'm glad that it's in there but it's when i'm least engaged yeah I was with the to say, there's some funny moments but outside of that there really isn't like yeah much. <laughs> um but yeah no there are lots of oh really yeah the, the empty man has no physical release really yeah <laughs> um which was like a really popular horror movie yeah <laughs> there's just a lot of stuff that have, that's been out lately like just especially in the horror genre with no physical release yeah no, it's a, a troubling trend for sure. Oh yeah, I was gonna mention that that brings up uh but I agree with you for the forest scene Yeah, like you know, it really isn't the most engaging thing at all. Um but I would say that probably that brings up an interesting thing about Megan's physicality for your favorite scene, because you were talking about the lab scene. Yeah. And I love I love some of her physicality. She can be <laughs> There's really, some great choreography, really yeah. Yeah, like I, I love to like it only happens a couple times specifically, but sometimes she'll have just like a super slick like movement, like kind of an attack <laughs> thing. Like with that, like when she like whips around really fast and does the yeah, yeah. Cord around his neck. Or, like, when she's fighting Gemma later, and she, like, punches the knee and immediately grabs her <laughs> hair, which, like, she falls over. It's a great beat. Like, uh, like yeah. it, it's just, it shows some, like, really cool... Because, like, Megan is never at any point showed as being, like, too overpowered, which I appreciate. <laughs> she's not, like, this, you know, just, like, rip their heart out instantly kind of a villain. Yeah. Um, no, she could be... that. She has stopped from killing uh, Gemma, like, twice <laughs> in this movie. I was about to say, which I think works well for Megan, and yeah. it also makes her, like, really fun when she is able to just, like, surprise yeah. people and, like, do really <laughs> quick motions and fun stuff. Again, yeah. like, even the hallway scene, she's just, she's being a fun villain in that. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I, I really like a lot of the um, physical performance of Megan and uh, a lot of the choreography for her is really good and just... I don't know. Like you said, it's nice to have like an iconic uh, sort of horror villain yeah. on the screen. It's just not something we get very often. <laughs> what do you What do you think of the side characters? I wanted to mention because I really, side I characters. like a lot of the side characters are really like David is. He's so much fun. David is movie. a lot of fun. That is true. Um, but, <laughs> I think I think he's just the right amount of like mean and funny in this. Yeah, it's good. But you got the you got David's assistant. You've yeah. got the two other people working on Megan. Yeah, the assistant has some good stuff uh it's so it's so funny to me that like his um plot to steal megan's plans i swear i swear that's just for i swear that's just for for the sequel but like honestly it's so brief and then it's followed by a pretty great joke um <laughs> i i can't even be that mad no, about no, it. <laughs> like i noticed that the second to like after i finished the movie i was like wait a minute his plot never went anywhere but i hope i really like i hope and i pray that in the sequel there will be a knockoff megan megan 2.0 baby like that not even like that the, there will be a megan 2.0 but oh, yeah. there will also be knockoff Megan. I want hilarious. knockoff Megan so bad in the sequel. <laughs> Michael wants like a child's play two situation where it's just like a, f- a whole factory full of Chuckies. <laughs> exactly. Is that too much? To I was going to say factory full of Megans. Factory full of Megans. I would be. I would be very excited to see that. <laughs> uh, which I also. Uh, well, here go. go I'll mention that after. I was about to say. What are the other side characters? The the two lab people are 
pretty funny. I, I like the guy a lot. You don't have too many like actual because you got the therapist, the two lab characters, yeah. David, his assistant. I was about to say the That's other about it. <laughs> the other like female lab character is like I don't remember her name. Um, but she's like really one of the few voices of reason in this whole movie, which is quite funny. <laughs> she just like maybe maybe this is not a good idea. I was about to say replace. everyone's just kind of ignores her. <laughs> she's like maybe maybe you should actually spend some time with the kid, and they're like yeah whatever <laughs> whatever you say, man. I- <laughs> I'm building the newest iPad. Shut up. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I I generally like the sidecast a lot. There's some really like funny beats with a lot of them, like the um one police guy yeah, who questions just, Gemma. And- I was about to say, I just wanted to mention them because I think they bring a lot of, like, levity and fun yeah. kind of stuff to I was the pacing, say, especially. It gives um, a lot of, like, fun beats for you to kind of chew on during some of the more exposition-y scenes. I was about to say, and, like, you're not just sitting at home with Gemma and Katie and yeah. Megan. Like, there's actually... Because, like, I, honestly, I've seen a lot of, like, tech horror movies and a very, like normal premise for something like this would be that they would like go to a cabin somewhere and it would just be the three of them and then they would be there for the entire yeah. movie yeah or something which like is that. very difficult to write well um and it often comes off usually pretty boring with yeah like, oh wow yeah yeah usually, no, the, in, this, right. in a story like that there would be more gaslighting and stuff whereas like Gemma pretty quickly does not trust megan right <laughs> i always i think that's um a, a pretty good like plot point um well not plot point but just like the way it develops um feels very yeah i was about to say they they write around a lot of the problems that they could have run into again one of the only instances that feels just like sloppy writing was again that thing right at the end with the whole (laughs) oh she's gonna help megan because that's just stupid but like you know the movies like this can very easily run into writing that seems like stupid stupid because obviously it's like a stupid movie and concept and a lot of its humor but like it is not a stupid movie yeah (laughs) and like a lot of a lot of worse movies would have done a lot with like you know Gemma not believing a lot of (laughs) gaslighting a lot of like different things here and there yeah there were a lot of pitfalls that other movies have fallen into (laughs) a lot more annoying relationship drama with Katie and Gemma yeah just a lot of there's a lot of stuff that could have made this so much worse um, and I think what we got is pretty darn fun, and I think the side yeah. characters definitely benefit a lot to that. I was about to say the the side characters really do give this movie quite a bit of uh, character. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Uh, the neighbor is really fun. Yeah. I love. I like the neighbor and the dog. Like I, I actually really like the dog like death scene kind of thing when like like i think oh, that's yeah. Meg- i think that's megan honestly at like some of her creepiest dude whenever she does like the imitating voices thing it sounds so cool well, i like it like and, and that too like later on she gets better at it yeah this is like her first time doing it and it sounds so just dis- like distorted but correct and it's so creepy i love it right no i loved that i loved that beat it's great <laughs> uh but i did want to mention um that I actually looked it up, and the only other change, there was one other change that would have made it into the original cut that did not make it into the unrated version. Okay. Um, and I and I assume just because they didn't finish filming all of it or something. Yeah, probably. Uh, but as, as you might imagine, and I thought about this afterwards that it would make sense, but as you might imagine, at the actual tech show, there was supposed to be a lot more deaths. Yeah. They were supposed to kill a lot of people. I was about to say, they brought, like, a ton of people up there only to just have them, like, scream at the bloody elevator after Megan steps yeah, out. Yeah, if I, if I understand correctly... 
like Megan stepping out of the elevator was then supposed to kill a lot of them. Yeah, no, if because if you hadn't shot that already and they're like, we're going to make it PG-13, there's no way you would shoot that sequence. Or, or even if you shot it and didn't have yeah. the effects finished, that would cost so much to I was about to say, do. that would be an expensive sequence Because I was finish. about to say, Megan alone is not cheap to put on screen. Yeah, um, I was trying to look up some of the like effects and stuff, but it's a pretty good mix of like CGI and practical and animatronic and puppet stuff. And, and you know, the actress themselves. Like, they they yeah. did a lot of, they did a lot, because originally if i'm not mistaken they wanted to do mostly puppet but they found that that was going to be pretty not viable pretty fast yeah so they did a really interesting combination of like puppet work the real actress yeah and cgi yeah i was surprised i was like the because megan's facial expressions almost always look really good like you know like the animatronic stuff because i was i was reading up on like the actual animatronic uh like mask for megan i was Mm. like oh this is so cool (laughs) the way it articulates is really great yeah no they, they do a fantastic job i'm glad they didn't like go like full like oh we'll just cgi somebody's face to look more like a robot or something yeah, they, like that. having an actual animatronic face yeah makes megan work so much better i was about to say it it really sells it i i honestly like anytime megan's on screen i'm like man this is great <laughs> you know um it, and chucky i mean obviously kind of pioneered that sort of thing for yeah having like a small puppetish character on screen for a lot of the movie yeah um but yeah i think megan pulls it off really really well no yeah definitely um <laughs> yeah, do you have any other questions uh, not any really other, man points? i mean like megan's a, it's a pretty simple movie yeah but pretty, it is very good <laughs> pretty simple pretty concise yeah it's it's fun it's goofy it's mostly engaging yeah it's just not like you know consistently the the greatest yeah it's not like mind-blowingly great but it is great i think i think yeah yeah, i think it's pretty good like it's it hits everything just fine and it ends up being really enjoyable i don't think there's anything super standout even even from a filmmaking perspective like there's a lot of times where i wish the lighting was a little better i really like Um, the editing in this i didn't realize how great i was about to say the editing is pretty good especially the comedic i was about to say it sells a lot of the like rhythm and like comedy beats of the whole movie it's, it's quite well edited yeah even even a lot of megan's physicality works mostly through the editing. exactly like yeah. the editing is genuinely pretty great in this yeah it sells a lot um, of this movie man but a lot of like i don't know it's still too digital for my taste especially <laughs> in the lighting it just you know it looks like yeah. a new movie in terms of the fact that it is not well lit that's fair um, there's there's at least it's at least more dynamically lit than like a marvel movie well, nowadays that's, uh, that's not hard to i was about to say think, that's I a think, pretty low standard i think i could more dynamically light something <laughs> than a marvel movie with like zero lighting equipment yeah that's true that's true um <laughs> but yeah megan it's a fun time i think yeah that's, that's 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 pretty much it. Yeah, I think it's a solid three and a half movie, both the unrated and rated cut. I kind of wish we would have gotten like having looked up about the whole uh, full, but but at the same time, if this does have a sequel, like I'm kind of I kind of hope we save that for the sequel. You know, like save yeah. her going full full like oh I'm like murdering everyone <laughs> for the sequel because at the same time, thinking about it. And I mean, I'm sure I would have liked it, but I feel like her killing a bunch of people then kind of would have taken away from the climax where she gets taken down. very true, yeah. Not super 
easily, but like not <laughs> like she doesn't seem as like she's not indestructible or anything. Yeah, like she's she not can just, be killed. She's not just like ripping again. <laughs> I actually made a joke about it. She's like the movie does not go like malignant style in its end, where like people are just getting ripped to shreds. Malignant is crazy, dude. Cause she, malignant, like she's like ripping people in half in that movie, and that. <laughs> <laughs> that works really well for the climax of Malignant, but it would be it would it would feel very much out of place. Yeah, it, like this. I was about to say it would feel weird to have something like that and then to go on to the at home climax, which exactly, maybe which yeah. maybe the climax was different. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, but it, but it would seem weird for it to be different because it feels natural for Bruce to be there in the climax. So I don't know. Yeah, I hope I hope 2.0 we see a little bit more like crazy fun like action horror stuff yeah i feel like we've got we've gotten out of we've gotten out of like here is why megan here is how megan yeah. now we can just have megan now megan. Megan can just be exactly yeah. fingers crossed megan 2.0 will be the superior movie yeah i hope it i hope it goes <laughs> like i hope it fully makes it through because you know a lot of movies even after they get greenlit stuff will happen to cut them off yeah uh, but i hope this i hope megan 2.0 gets made but yeah, Megan, it's a lot of fun. Uh, definitely would recommend it if you're old enough to watch Megan. Go yeah, for it. Um, and if you're old enough, if you if you think you have the stomach for the uh, unrated the stomach, cut, it's really like it's the really lightest, not, it would be like the lightest R-rated I know, horror movie. But I don't want to be like I don't want to be like recommending it to like twelve year olds no, or no. something. I mean, it would still be rated R. <laughs> I know. I'm like, so, if you if you got the stomach for it, go for the unrated cut because I think it's a little better marginally. Yeah, I would say it's marginally better. Yeah. But yeah, that's Megan. That's Megan. Thank you for thank you for listening to our Why discussion you, about. Megan. Thank you for listening to our discussion. Now, now they're gonna turn it off. Now they're like, oh, it's over. No, it's not over. You can't say you can't I'm say sorry. thank you for listening. That's that cues everybody to be like, it's done. Well, now Micah, now they're listening they're, for sure. No, they're clicking off. Even <laughs> as I say it, they're clicking off. Uh, we have another segment. Got another guys. segment after this. So this is not the end. <laughs> Do not listen to his to his insane ramblings. <laughs> we'll be right back after brief pause. <laughs> <laughs> So for those of you who have never made it this far or how whose thanks for listening uh, oh had gosh. steered you clear uh, <laughs> or are new to the podcast, we do a little segment at the end called the What We Watched segment where we what? talk about what we watched we talk about uh, in, between, in between in between episodes. Watched, we yes. talked about all the movies that we recently logged what? since uh, since our last episode. Full circle. Uh, which I can't believe it. <laughs> our last episode was on the 21st. Yes. So we're going from that on for what we watched. Yes, um, indeed. So on the 22nd, I watched something, but so did you. But I you, did. You, you, I guess I'll go first. Yeah. Since you have less things, <laughs> I was about to say, I, I watched quite a, a, a quite a few less movies. That's that doesn't seem right. And technically, I... this was the night of the twenty first that I did this. Yes, uh, but I watched A Woman Under the Influence, my very first John Cassavetes movie. Ooh. Um, 
I was very Spicy. excited for this. This was the one I bought the whole Criterion box set because I was very interested in his work that I had seen. He seems like a kind of director <laughs> that I would really love. Yeah. And it was a really great price. And I, so I had like, you know, I had, I had to get it. Uh, but this was the first one I wanted to go in for because it was the one I was most excited for. And it was absolutely fantastic. Who would have thought uh, it? People always say like, <laughs> oh, the performances, the performances, but the performances are literally so amazing, like practically <laughs> perfect. Just like almost every element of it. Like the editing, the pacing, cinematography, um, blocking, like everything is just fantastic in it. And it's also one of the saddest movies I've ever seen in my life. I like it was, it's probably the only movie that has ever made me cry within like the first 10 minutes. Yeah. And I was also like Man. sick to my stomach for half of the movie. <laughs> so it was like, like, dang, this thing, That's crazy. this thing like kills you. It kills you, but it's a fantastic movie. Uh, I give it a five out of five. You know, I think I watched this late on like the night of the 21st too. Um, but I rewatched, uh, Scream 3, which we did a whole episode on. I did not enjoy it as much on a rewatch. This was my only, like, yeah. this was my second Ravi, time Ravi watching was it. Going, Ravi was going crazy <laughs> when he watched it the first time, I think. I mean, I don't know. I Probably I was. I, I just wanted to love it, and I did love it. So, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it just, you gave it a, he gave it a five star I when did. he first watched it, which I is an insane it. rating to give Scream 3. Well, like, a couple days later, I dropped it to a four and a half, and then on this rewatch, I dropped dropped it to a four um which i think is a still maybe a bit generous after yeah, seeing a later entry it's a, it's in a the three Scream star franchise. it's a three star movie but honestly i i still it's just such a good time i, would, I don't know i would stand by that making us a half star better than scream three i don't know man scream three it, it just has so much like energy to it i don't i don't know how to explain it like is it <laughs> see I, and i feel like all of all of the violence and stuff in scream 3 is so lame no honestly <laughs> of the scream sequels especially now that i've seen four um they brought back gore and four i was about to say so happy it this is easily like the lamest and like worst sequel to scream like as a sequel to scream but i think it i think it's a really fun movie in spite of that <laughs> um but yeah it's it's weird um, but I gave it a four out of five. <laughs> uh, then on the 23rd, uh, I watched Moonlight. Moonlight. Um, Barry Jenkins. Yeah. Best Picture winner. I mean, most people know um, Moonlight, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I've been, I've been trying to catch up on a lot of black directors' movies for Black History Month. Yes. And this was definitely towards the top of my list. I've been very excited about this for a while. Um, so I, I mean, yeah, it's Moonlight. Finally, yeah, yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I was glad to finally make it to it. And it freaking rocked. Um, I understand some of the complaints some people have about it, but, like, even then, like, it, <laughs> nothing stand, stood out as, like, being bad to me, really. Like, yeah. It, it, I just loved being in the movie. I really want to watch it again. I would love to own this movie. It's really fantastic. I love its portrayal of romance. I love its portrayal of masculinity. I love its visual storytelling. It's it's really, really cool. And it pulls off the three segments way better than, like, anything <laughs> I've ever seen, because it's really well-paced. I really, I'm very interested to see Moonlight because I love like films with like set chapters and, and defined it's, it's, sequence. It's not like, too long, Robbie. I know. It's not too long. They, they like are. Yeah. They paced well. I was like, when it when we switched <laughs> when we switched to chapter two, I was like, yeah, we're yeah. Already, we got good like story motion. That's here. good, man. Uh, I can't wait to see it. It looks great. But also, it's mostly set in Florida, and it reminded me how much I wish I was in Florida right now. But then it was also partially in Atlanta, which I'm like, hey, that's that's where I live. <laughs> like, it's like, I find the locations in this film deeply relatable. 
Florida and Georgia. <laughs> home right. sweet home. Uh, I gave it a five out of five. Very cool. Very cool indeed. Uh, then on the 24th, uh, I watched Sharp Objects, or rather I finished Sharp Objects. I was about to say, you uh, watched all of Sharp the, Objects. The HBO uh, miniseries Whoa. Uh, with Amy Adams. And Amy Adams. I, I'd been She's very, great. I'd been very excited for this because I'm a huge Amy Adams fan, and I'd heard that this was actually something good that she'd been in, which Yay. is rare to find anymore. <laughs> and it, and it kind of rocked. It's not like the greatest thing in the world. It's definitely got some issues, but at the same time, what it's doing, it executes really well. It has great atmosphere, really great performances, and a really fun mystery. So I was, there you go. I was very like, it's 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 eight episodes. It's not too long. It's very concise. It's very fun it's creepy i think i think they do a really fantastic job of communicating a lot of the story without much dialogue your main character and amy adams doesn't really talk much like she just doesn't which is say much you dialogue. know it's a bit of a feat but to through, try and write that way i was about to say but through a lot of the editing and writing they do a really great job of communicating her emotions and story without her having to say stuff yeah the like portion of an episode that i watched it was pretty pretty great <laughs> and again i love how consistently creepy and disturbing it is it nice. gives it, it gives it a good like a good vibe for what it's going for cool uh, i gave it a four and a half out of five yeah i want to see it uh mostly just because you know amy adams <laughs> but yeah uh then also on the 24th i watched the strays a 2023 netflix movie who'd have thunk uh, it <laughs> and who who would have thought it was bad it was it was kind of very bad i was about to say unless netflix is like distributing a already like pretty widely acclaimed like studio or director or you know whatever they're their originals tend to not be uh very good well i feel bad too saying that yeah. it's bad because like the direction the production design editing stuff like that it wasn't like great but it was fine like it was fine it, yeah. it was even i would say that even some of the lighting was better than what you'd see in a lot of netflix movies like it, it seemed to have a decent grasp on filmmaking yeah but the writing was atrocious i Ugh. hated the script that's terrible man. um and that always sucks you know i think like the actors were doing a good job most of them were like first time actors for movies and like i thought that was all fine but like it's just it's just a bad script, uh, which really like like one of the worst scripts I've seen in a while. Man, which really turned me That's off. That's a shame. Um, I give it a one and a half. All right. Uh, then also on the twenty fourth, we watched Megan. We watched first Megan. Time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was good. Then on the twenty fifth, I watched. <laughs> if you notice, I watched most of these. He watched like two films. I watched, by the way, I watched two movies over the past week that were not Megan. Two of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I rewatched Megan twice. Uh, but yeah, I watched a lot. I'm trying to get through it. Yeah. Uh, on the 25th, I watched Mean Streets for the first time. Uh, Scorsese movie, one of his early ons, one of his most defining early on features. Uh, very, very fun. It's got a really great atmosphere and vibe to it, especially like like a lot of people have pointed out, a lot of its low budgetness and messiness actually leave like leads to a lot of its grimy feeling coming through well. Yeah. Um, and it's like really interesting and everything, but at the same time, outside of like the characters, there, it's not like the greatest thing in the world. It's not the greatest script. It's not like it's not the, that well paced. It's just fine. Um, it's it kind of reminded me of watching some something like hard eight from PTA where like, it's a really great director <laughs> yeah. and you can see like how, 
like a lot of their stuff started out and it's very neat, but at the same time, it's, it's not nearly to the standard of a lot of their other work. Yeah. That's kind of the vibe I got from Mean Streets, uh, but I still am very excited for it. But yeah, it was still really fun. And, uh, I actually like surprisingly, I didn't even know he was in it. Cause like Robert De Niro seems like he would be the main character and he is not. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, but Harvey Cattell, I don't know how to say his name. Um, the guy from National Treasure, the somebody's got to go to jail. Oh guy. yeah, he's he's the main character, and he's Dude, really fun in this. He's great. I love him in this. <laughs> uh, That's cool. Yeah, he's a very fun protagonist to follow. But I gave it a three and a half. Very nice. Very nice. Also on the twenty fifth, <laughs> I watched The Departed for the first time, another Scorsese film. This was the, the day. This was the day I was feeling like the most sick, and I stayed in bed all day. Um, well, actually, I guess I kind of felt really sick the next day, too. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, I wanted to watch some Scorsese pictures, because often the reason I like Scorsese so much is that not only is, are his movies really good, but they're also usually just really fun and popcorny and good to watch. They're, yeah, I was about to say, they usually kind of breeze by. Um, which is nice and the departed while like it wasn't like one that i was looking forward to the most but at the same time i had time to like lay down and watch it and it's pretty long so i was like yeah i'll go for it yeah um and i actually really liked it i was not expecting to like it as much as i did because there's just a lot of elements i'm not a fan (laughs) of but it's really really goofy and fun and like it's so stupid it looks like a good time it's so stupid (laughs) and fun but also like pretty it's got a great like message and like uh why did I just lose the name of the like the word I was looking for? Uh, dang it, it was I have no allegory. What... It's got a really oh. cool allegory that you can read from it from a couple different things. Ah. Again, you could, <laughs> if you can imagine, Rebbe, you could read it as a, as an interesting reading of the Catholic Church. <laughs> Oh no, not again. <laughs> he's he's back at it. It keeps happening. <laughs> um, but no, it's really fun. I, li- I like DiCaprio a lot in it. Matt Damon. Just, I can't believe he's... The cast is so goofy. <laughs> Anthony Anderson is in it. <laughs> I, I was just looking forward to seeing uh, Matt Damon in a Martin Scorsese movie, honestly. But yeah, it's pretty great. Jack Nicholson is pretty great, too. I gave it a four and a half. Cool. Uh, on the 26th, I watched a little film called... Uh, well, actually, I had something before that. oh shoot you did yeah on the 26th Dang, bro. Before i was this, all i was all prepped got, and ready before we got to that <laughs> uh i watched before sunset on the 26th oh, man. um link later link later film it's the second <laughs> in the before trilogy and honestly it is absolutely fantastic just as wow. good as the original if you prefer this kind of vibe <laughs> to it could even be better i think it's got a very interesting and a lot more down-to-earth discussion on stuff being that they're just talking about how like young they were in like the first movie and the first movie comes off as very like an extreme romanticism of romance like of love whereas this is a little bit more of like a down-to-earth but still like love is super cool and awesome kind of look at love well there you go uh and i I just I, i love these movies they're so awesome I can't wait to finish the trilogy. Uh, But yeah, I give it a 5 out of 5. It looks cool, man. Gotta be excited for it. (laughs) Then, Rebby, we watched... Then, yeah, because I was like, wait a minute, I watched this with Micah, what am I saying That's what I was... When you started jumping into it, I was like, what are you talking about? We watched that. Yeah, we watched a a little film called Scream 4. They're gonna take it off Netflix. They're gonna take it off Because usually, again, this would not be like... We're watching a lot of horror movies recently, and this would not be like horror movie central uh, for the middle of February, Uh, but they were going to take it off Netflix, and this is the only one outside of like five, which we hasn't seen, that we didn't own. Yes. Um, And I was not very 
excited. I wasn't I was expecting that. Bad. Um, <laughs> I had not been that big of a fan of any of the Scream sequels. I mean, we talked about both of them on here. Yes. Scream 2 is really fun, but I didn't think it was like... It's weird. Know, it's not, two is strange. I don't really. But like, it is. Fun. I don't really like two and three as sequels to Scream because ah. I really, really love Scream for what it's doing as a horror movie. Yeah. And Scream two and three are just not really horror movies. Yeah, they they, they function very strangely as like sequels two to is, to a movie. Two is a little bit better in my opinion. Yeah. But Scream four. Scream 4 surprised me. And they brought back blood and gore and cool ghost face stuff while also being really fun and having great side cast. And, like, I, I really liked it. No, Scream 4 is, like, a total blast of a movie. And it works a lot better as a sequel than, like, I would argue 2 or 3. And we have Kirby. We got Kirby. Who doesn't love Kirby? Kirby's so cool. But, yeah, you get, like, actual, like, good imposing ghost face stuff in this one you get like like you said an actual like r-rated feeling level of gore a fun mystery that doesn't yeah. have something to do with stab oh gosh I hate, uh, it's, uh, the stab in this is the most acceptable stab has ever been ah i just do not like stab i mean that's three that's two fair. and three and like three rebby is all about stab that's i'm like true. i hate this this is so annoying <laughs> um this just has like the stabathon which stabathon is fun but yeah th- this has some really good direction i know Wes Craven directed it, but it's very well directed and very well shot too. And, and Kevin Williamson is back, yes. which she did not write three, which is why it's the she did worst not write one. Three, that's true. Uh, and I just love Kevin, like the way say what you will about his writing, it's not always like the most perfect. <laughs> yeah, but I just love the way he writes. Like I know what you did last summer, all Dude. the screen movies that he wrote. Like they just have such a good vibe. I know what they you did really last great summer. Dialogue. Has an impeccable vibe in its like dialogue and just theming and everything. It's great, and I mean, so does Scream Four. But yeah, this is this is definitely my favorite Scream movie <laughs> since Scream. Yeah, uh, it's still no, I, it still doesn't touch Scream by no, any means. It's not Scream, uh, but, but it's, it's got it's got great. a fun it's got a fun mystery that's not like goofily stupid on, <laughs> on who Ghostface is. The Ghostface reveal and three is like famously dumb <laughs> but yeah uh so yeah i just really enjoyed it i was pleasantly surprised and i gave it a four and a half out of five very nice i almost gave it a five i was so close but i ended up landing well, on the four we'll instead. go we'll go with this again a reminder to our <laughs> listening audience rubby only rubby rubby's only doing a i'm not five i'm not system. handing out he's not doing a 10 point not system. handing out those half stars so there's no four and a half so where you think oh well if he didn't want to give it quite a five but also didn't fully feel a four wouldn't there it'd be nice if there was a nice in between like a four and a half he could give it now what i'm gonna do but is robbie doesn't like that i'm gonna so. re-watch it and then give it a five like, <laughs> the... but it's not a five-star movie but it, it could be micah you just gotta believe you just gotta believe i was like what else did you watch but uh, that was like that was so the... soon like you yeah. wouldn't have watched anything else we watched megan that's, we watched what, else, that's what else we watched i watched the unrated cut of megan and we watched that yesterday night Yes, I last night is a better I, way of wording that. I was I was about to say yesterday night. Yes, last night. Um, <laughs> but I was kind of blah because we've been sick, and I sound sick. But you know, hopefully, 
there was some uh, some good discussion blah, blah, today. Blah 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 blah. Exactly. But yes, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Like you say at the end of something. <laughs> oh my goodness. And we will we will catch you ne- ne- next week. Next uh, week. Who knows what we're doing next week? Nobody knows. Nobody we don't knows. Know. Uh, what is, what even is next Nobody week? We're gonna be knows. we're gonna be in March next week. Oh wait, I do know what. We're oh doing next wait, week. yeah, we do know what Ooh. we're doing next week that'll be interesting yeah so look forward to kind of an unconventional episode unconventional so yeah enjoy that yeah (laughs) see you then and we'll see you guys next time Bye. bye